cliffcentral.com No borders. It's your boy KF. We're back after a long vacation. I mean, I think it's been two weeks since we've been on air. Um, and but it's unfortunate, you know, with the holidays, Easter. What was the what was the holiday before Easter, Palestine? Nah, that was Easter. Before that, because it's been two weeks since we've been on air, right? Yeah, and 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 Kamu's still not around. I'm like, yo, dog, it's been two weeks, and you're you're not. Uh, he just walked in, big daddy black, <laughs> all shaven with the fake gold chain. <laughs> anyway, so we've got a lot going on on the show. I hope Nigeria is listening. Linda, is Linda on? I am on. What's up? I hope the whole of Nigeria is listening right now. We hope so too. <laughs> So we've got Linda. I've actually got someone who's in the studio from Nigeria. His name is Suji. And I'm going to introduce you to him a bit later because apparently he's some tycoon, multi-trillionaire, billionaire. And we're going to make sure that he works with, um, with, with Scan. Good. Stop Very sexual good. child abuse now. So Linda, okay, let me give a bit brief background. So Linda is the beautiful Linda. Uh, I met Linda back in 2007. We, we met in yes. 2007 first. That was in New Delhi. Linda is a Nigerian American. Um, a Nigerian American who, surprisingly, considering that everyone is moving out of, out of Africa, you know, she moved back to Africa, uh, specifically to deal with, um, child sexual abuse on the continent. Linda, can you tell us a bit more about Stop Scan? Okay. Um, Stop Scan came out of a lot of the travels we've done to, uh, from India to Jamaica, and Jamaica actually was where it ignited. Because mm-hmm. when I was in Jamaica, I had an opportunity to visit a home where there was a lot of young girls who were pregnant and they were they've been sexually abused. So it, it ignited my own experience back home and knowing what is happening in Nigeria, knowing that we didn't have as much of the resources and support that I had witnessed while I was in Jamaica. Exactly. So with going back to school and, and returning back to the U.S., I decided that um, it's time to come back home because I was tired of listening or opening up newspapers and seeing a child being sexually abused. Mm-hmm. And the, unfortunately, what we see on the news is just a, a tip of the iceberg of what yeah, is actually yeah. happening around. And for the past four years i've been doing the research coming back and forth and i've discovered that there are a lot of amazing people doing the work here on ground but what people are saying is that they don't know where they are so we want to create a platform where if you go on our website you get an opportunity to see different non-profits mm-hmm. different tech people different companies no matter what services that they're offering you can access that. If you need a therapist, you can access that. If mm-hmm. you need a nonprofit, you can access that. We want somewhere where people can come together and do that. Because what we want to encourage mostly is the healing. Healing for survivors, healing for victims, and healing for their family. And it, we can't do it alone. And you need four or five different branches of services to be able exactly, to do that. Yeah. You know, Linda, I mean, so, it, it, it might sound as an, as an ignorant question, but I mean, back in, when I, when I, after India, after college, I mean, I was working at Zimbabwe lawyers for human rights and we started um the rights club i think i i shared some of the documents with you um and it was it was mainly because of and it, like this might sound uh ignorant come 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 who's my co-host and he's here too linda hey how you doing linda hello how are you sorry i came with later i just had to... <laughs> <laughs> okay at least you're coming to justice minister you're fine i swear yeah so i mean the my issue is in terms of reporting like actually like children are is there is there still an issue with children coming out and saying i've been abused because obviously that's where it starts like a lot of people don't actually open up they're afraid to come out and say that okay i have been abused is that still an actual issue it is it is because we're in a culture where um stigma is attached to sexual abuse we've had a lot of cases where apart from even the children speaking out the parents when they discover maybe a I'll give an example. Last year, I remember talking to one of my trustees and she told me about a two-year-old who has been sexually abused by the father. The mom reached out and when we rallied around and found um, a set of people who would help, they eventually reached out to her and she said, no, I don't want to be 
I don't want the, my family name to be ruined. I don't. Mm. I, I want my child to be marriageable. So we're not going to deal with this. Wow. And we, we as an, uh, in, in Nigeria, we don't have an organization that empowers you to actually go in and actually save that child without the parents' consent. Okay. So there's a lot of cultural and religious issues that is not I mean, helping. That's, without it, parents' consent, happens. what if the and, parent is the abuser? Exactly. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> And yeah, we have a lot of that. And the, some of the, sometimes it is that case. And like in the United States, it's different. Like children's services can go in and take up that child and take care of that child. But here, mostly, you need an invitation in. We're working to a point where we document all of the experiences we are having with the work we're doing. We hope that when we show this to the lobbyists and the government, we tell them this is the problem. And if you do not stop this from happening, or empower an organization to do better. We keep losing the children, and, and there's a lot of psychological damage that is being done to these kids because it's not just a physical yeah, and, harm. You're a child's life. And, and as Africans, we don't really believe in, in going to a therapist. Like, oh, I'm going to sit on a couch and pay you per hour to tell you my problems. Like, But therapy is actually yeah. something that is very, very necessary. I think we had our own form of therapy as Africans. You'd go and talk to your uncle or your aunt or something, right? Yeah, you know? pretty much. So, I mean, it's, it's just different forms of therapy. But what, what strategies are you... Um, are you, you know, trying to utilize in terms of getting the message across, opening up the right structures? Um, how is funding? Are there donors? Uh, what's what's the landscape like right now? Okay, currently, you know better. I've reached out to you. Currently, yeah. because this this is a startup, and yeah. officially we're registered in the United States. We're registered in the United States as a nonprofit. We have our five hundred one c. So what we're reach, what we're doing in, right now in the U.S with my board of directors, is we're reaching out to different companies in the U.S., asking them to donate to us because it's a win-win situation. It starts deductible. It's, mm-hmm. it's good for their business so that we can come back and do the work here. Mm-hmm. And we're also reaching out to people here saying, adopt us as a CSR. Let's do this work together. Yeah. It's, it, it, we make you look good, basically, yeah. and yeah. we do the work. And for the accountability and the transparency, you, we know how the system works. If not in, in, in Nigeria, but back in the United States, if we are not accountable and transparent with the fundings we get, we will lose our 501c. Uh-huh. And I, I told my team yesterday, I'm not being employed by people who are telling me to make profit for them. Mm-hmm. I'm being employed by the masses. And the, the people we're fighting for are the people that employed, that employed me because I'm accountable to them. I'm accountable to the victims. I'm accountable to their families. And, I'm accountable to community. And, and what's sad is that a lot of these matters aren't taking precedence because, I mean, like, look at... People are talking about global warming. People yeah. are talking about uh, change of government, regime change. It's politics, democracy, and governance. So a lot of NGO money, you know, USAID, the Gates Foundation, PEPFAR goes towards that, but it doesn't go... But it's not going to um, it's not going to issues such as um, child abuse, children's rights, and so forth. I, how are you dealing with that in terms of bigger donors like um, like USAID and and um, CEDA right and stuff? Now, right now, because like I said, this is the first year we're doing this. Mm-hmm. Where we started officially in Nigeria last year. This is the first year we're doing this. So a lot of people are skeptical. They don't know who you are. And luckily, the, the experience I bring into the system is the fact that I, anytime I talk to them, I'm like, first of all, we're a non-profit writer in the U.S. We're also registered locally in every country. But our mandate is for the whole of Africa, not actually just Nigeria. I'm starting from Nigeria because this is home and it's easy for me to get into the system and create a structure that we hope that when we go to Ghana, we go to um, Sierra Leone, or we come to South Africa, that structure has been built and we continue it. And also, I let them know that I used to work for the State Department. Yeah, yeah. And that experience alone gives you a credibility. Yeah, so yeah. a few people, a few, a few amazing companies, no matter how small they are, have been very supportive. Mm. Because currently, they're actually self-funding. We've not actually gotten any major donation from no one or grants. Which most people say you have to create something for people to buy into the idea. So we're hoping that after this movement that we started this month, that people would buy into the idea and see why it is necessary for us to do this. It's necessary because the people you're employing may be suffering from child sexual abuse from their childhood. You don't know how to handle it. We will handle it for you. We will deal with that. We would encourage them to go to the places they need to go. And we're looking to create a lot of network and make sure that the, the culture of silence ends. Yeah, and, yeah. and for us to do that, 
it's not i'm not going to go to a printer and smile at them and say oh, i'm a non-profit print stuff for me for free neither am i going to go to any different the wi-fi company and say smile to them and they'll give me wi-fi for free <laughs> it's a it's a business yeah that just doesn't make money mm-hmm. and and i have a business degree and i tell people I'm like i see this as a business so the integrity and the brand matters to us but we cannot do it without the support of big companies mm-hmm. and big donors that would hopefully buy into the movement we're creating speaking of richland okay um before I go there, how do people get you on social media? How do people contact SCAN, Stop SCAN? Stop SCAN stands for Stop Sexual Child Abuse, right? Yes. Um, in the whole of the social media platform, that's Instagram, Facebook, mm-hmm. and Twitter. You can follow us at Stop SCAN, S-T-O-P-S-C-A-N. Please go in there, follow us we have about 6,000 followers right now on Facebook and, and it's growing and we're glad that you're listening and um, if you want to contact us via email, we have info at stopscan.org okay. and our website is live, is stopscan.org that is S-T-O-P-S-C-A-N dot org org, yes yeah. amazing work Linda um, carry on, keep the fire burning um, and then I wanted to introduce you to someone we have in the studio right now. I actually sent out a tweet so you guys could probably follow each other and then, you know, get in touch when you're, when, when he's back in Nigeria. We have Suji, who is, um, the CEO of the Suji Motor Group and their luxury real estate development company. Suji? Yeah, hello, how are you, Linda, man? You, let me just tell hello, you. Hello, Suji, how are you? Let me tell you, you're doing a great job. And, um, thank you. Maybe, thank you very much. Please just, um, Everybody knows that it's very difficult to do business in Nigeria, but um, oh, yeah. but with um, dedication, <laughs> yeah. with exceptional dedication and a never give up characteristic, I think um, you're doing you you make whatever you're doing you're gonna change, you know the the narrative of young women that's been abused, and I think that you know without a stop to that, many things will never happen, many progress will never be achieved, and I really want to encourage you and keep doing a fantastic job and only God can pay you back Thank you so much Um, Hopefully we look forward to seeing you when you get back to Nigeria, I should be here till the 16th of May, so hopefully I see you before before that so we can talk, and like I said we need we need a guys like you to make this happen (laughs) (laughs) This one that's here for now Uh, that's school, how to do business in Nigeria. It's a different ball game. Absolutely. You really need to be in the street to understand absolutely. how to do business in Nigeria. Absolutely. But it's, like you said, it's every time I, I spoke to a team of volunteers yesterday, I told them that anytime someone cuss at you or make you feel bad because of the work you're doing, think about a little girl, think about a little boy who is having it harder having a harder time than you at the moment and just smile. You're not working for the people right in front of you. You're working for a greater good that is bigger than yourself. Absolutely. So smile. Remember to sleep at, at in the process and drink a lot of... <laughs> Absolutely. And drink... Yes. Amen, Linda. Okay, I'm going to cut you off before you turn this into a Nigerian show. <laughs> the, show the show is called yes. No Borders. It's for all Africans. No Borders. Yeah. <laughs> all right, bro. Thank you so much for having us today. Thank you so much, Linda. Ciao. See you soon. All right, bye. Bye, Linda. Yeah, you already know. Come. What's up? What's chin? Nothing much, man. Sorry, man. I was you? late again. Uh huh. Unfortunately. Yeah. yeah. But I'm here. You look kind of, you know, like you, you, you kind of out of it. You look hungover. I've, I've had. How I've many had, did you have last I, night? I've had the worst week because I think, Damn. I think, I think Tim Westwood at 60 years of yeah. age still likes to do things like Yo, is Tim 60 years old? Tim is going to be 60 this year, but he looks like... Golly, yeah, man. I mean, we were knocking back shots at him at News Cafe. There you go, exactly. I'm like, like, yo, this dude, and he's still going hard for 60 years old. It started as a privilege, but now it's actually hindering my progress. (laughs) Right? Yeah, like, okay, now I'm back. You reminded me that we had work today. (laughs) (laughs) I did not want to wake up. Today was a... I'm like, okay. And then I forgot that we had Suji on the show, right? I couldn't, because his PA is on me like all the time. I came we're in coming, in sweatpants. Yeah. I'm like, God, what? Oh, damn it. <laughs> we got, got a millionaire I, coming onto the and show. I got lost at the door because I've, we switched up now. Yeah. Also, by the way, everyone needs to know that Touch HD has gone to a new space. They, they've, yeah. they've left our building. Oh, we evicted so, them from so, our building. So we say goodbye to them. Yeah. <laughs> and we have our space back. Suzy, yeah, the cat was here well, earlier. Well, yeah, well, she was looking fine as hell. Well. Don't talk about cat. <laughs> how are you doing, Suji? Very well, very well, man. It's nice seeing you. Amazing, amazing. I was looking at your profile and when I sent it to Kev, about a month back and um, 
we were we were just trying to like put our minds around how is how does it feel to be worth sixty three million dollars in Africa? <laughs> Generally, I mean, look at it. No, look at it like realistic. I you just, just want. I really, really got involved know. in this. Like no. you switched up your seat yeah, and you looked at it. I, like, I, I, I really want to really tell me. I like. really want to know to be thirty-five years old, right? Yeah, thirty-six. Wait, wait, 36. hold up. Okay, cool. Yeah. I'll give you the extra. Thirty-six the extra years old, year. and you're worth no more problem. millions than your age. Fine. I want. I want. I wanted to make you look good, Doug. I was going to bring you down to thirty-five. It's fine. Thirty-six. Susie wants to be thirty-six. No problem. And you want sixty. Thirty-six and worth sixty-three million dollars. You and you didn't even that. come with a briefcase, dog, with like a, at least a million rand. <laughs> oh, Bring us a gold chain or oh, something. <laughs> but it, it boils down to yeah. to to the characteristics of yeah. our founding fathers and yeah. and what actually what is our vision for life and where do we want we want to be yeah. and what do we want to achieve as as Africans as Africans mm-hmm. yeah. because. I was. I just. I just finished an event yesterday, yeah. and I made a, an amazing speech selling Africa because I think people had forgotten the competitive, the competitive advantage that of Africa. That, we have, yeah. that that luxury civilization, yeah. greatness started from Africa. Yeah. I mean, from the times of Mansa Musa, who, who is still the richest man in recorded history. That's very true. I have an obligation to be successful. Period. <laughs> Damn. I love that. That that, yeah. that, that is deep, bro. I think that is the most powerful way of explaining why you're worth sixty three million dollars. I, I don't, have an obligation. We, we, we've to spoken be to people who are worth about yeah, twenty thousand, man, <laughs> and they couldn't even explain that. So, this, so now that you see the, you see the vast difference. Yeah, you fam. see that that sort of speech and that sort of tone tells you that this man is in charge. I wanted to ask a few questions pertaining to obviously how you got into the business, how you started conducting your business. I saw obviously you had a, a previous job profile, so yeah. you didn't automatically just become an obviously. entrepreneur yet. You went through a couple of phases. I think people say, I mean, you know, entrepreneurs are are made and or they're born. Yeah. I don't even know which one I am because yeah. I have siblings and and everything. But I think I won an ovarian lottery. Yeah. My mother <laughs> This guy keeps, God, this guy's got punchlines, like, but then, you know what I mean? <laughs> you know, yeah. I, I, and seriously, I'm yeah. very serious. I'm very sincere. I think yeah. I won an Ovalian lottery. Yeah. I think I have, I have a competitive advantage over other people because of my mother. Yeah. My mother dropped out of primary school, not high school. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Primary school. Yeah. And they saw, they sent her to Cameroon as a sales girl, like an house girl. Yeah. But she changed her whole narrative and today, She's now um, a distributor for Nestle, one of the top five distributors of, ne- of Nestle, with about twenty-five to fifty million dollars annual revenue. Yeah, this is a woman that does not have zero education, that exactly. has zero education. Yeah, but she's been able to look at a situation, and she did not allow her situation to control her reality. Hundred percent. Yeah. Growing up with this type of woman. It, you, you can only I, be successful. Be successful. Yeah. So f- I remember. I mean, I was born in the market. Like I don't know. I don't even know Lagos, but there's a local market called no, Okiari. We, we have a very good idea of what the market so, is o- like o- in Lagos. Okiari, right? o- Okiari yeah. is one of the busiest market markets in Africa. Very yeah. local, very very unprecedented. But I was born in this market. Yeah. And my first introduction to entrepre- enterprising was when I was like six or seven years old. Okay. And there was a new business called Okada business. Okada, yeah. like the, yeah, motorcycle. the motorcycle business. Yeah. The motorcycle, and you know. From the market, from my mom, from cousins, I had, I had some money. I didn't know what to do with it. So my brother's, my brother's friend had an Okada and yeah. he wanted to sell it. I bought it up. Yeah. I'm seven years old. I bought an Okada. I said, listen, what am I going to do? He gave me a driver to ride it. Wait, so you hold on. At seven years old. Yes. I bought an Okada. <laughs> you bought an Okada. An Okada. A, a, a look of, that's my first I, I introduction to enterprise. I'm just going to keep Okay, quiet. guys, thank you so much for listening to the show. <laughs> we're going to go out with Susie and have a real discussion. We're going to play, play music for the next 30 minutes. The other guests, unfortunately, we'll see you on next week. Who buys, who buys, who, okay, who, okay, who first of all, who starts, starts a business after being born in a market and then starts a business at seven years old and buys an Okada? That he cannot ride, even okay. <laughs> I go on. Yeah. Sorry, don't, go on, go on. So, you I don't want to take I can't a ride it, yeah. and then they gave me a driver, wow. a rider to ride it, yeah. and delivers to me every day some money. And then seven. after after three years, I had six Okadas. You were ten years old and you had six motorcycles. I had six Okadas by then. My house literally became an Okada spot, <laughs> where my father was so upset he. Chase the Okadas away, yeah. But I didn't chase the entrepreneur, enterprise, entrepreneurship in me. Away. Of course, definitely. You know, but that is my first introduction to enterprise. So to enterprising, yes. And I'm just, I've just been a kid that you know, 
some people education is for them, but for me it's not. Yeah, I've been, I've been, I've, I mean, I have my friends when we're having exams, they cover their papers, they don't want me to see it. Yeah, they became professors. Yeah, I mean, I had <laughs> E's, I didn't have A's, I had B, C's. Yeah, but today I'm proud to tell you that you know. I'm 63 what it is We are baby <laughs> We are baby You know okay Okay so you know I love the whole Motivational speech yeah. you know, We get it from everybody Everybody yeah. comes like Yeah I started like this I am motivational right uh, Let's talk practical right? Yeah, yeah. Practically like, yeah. And, and there's so many ideas Like we got friends Like Africa has so many ideas yeah. And I always like to talk about The billion, the billion dollar tweet yeah, which yeah. was the dudes, the Uber dudes, the Uber right? Guys, the yeah. Uber dudes. Yeah. So you know, they they started the app, right? They bought like three three cars in yeah. New York City, yeah. and just a couple of dudes, and then right, they started, and it was actually working. Yeah. Like with three cars, it was they're testing it out. Then the billionaire dude, right? He tweets like, "Yo, I'm looking for somebody who needs some money, something new and cool." Yeah. They tweeted back, and then they, they called the billionaire the billion dollar tweet, tweet. which is Blue how out. Uber. Started right now. Basically, what I'm saying is, you know, New York City, France, you can bump into a millionaire in the street, and it's yeah. like, oh, you got a good idea, Silicon Valley. That's why yeah. they started Silicon Valley. Yeah. Investment in in ideas and how do you do it With in innovation? Africa? Yeah. How do you, because it's easy for me to say I I want to start business. I'm entrepreneurial. I I know this. I got the know how. I yeah. started it for. But dog, for you to wake up and just open up this yeah. as an African to say, okay, guys, I've got this brilliant idea. I need a million dollars. And a black African at that. Yo, yeah. fam. Yeah. Now, this is this is one of the most important questions, like in a very long time. Mm-hmm. How can we take African entrepreneurs from where they are to where they want to be? Yeah. I give you a little story. Um, Steve Jobs and his partner started um, the Apple in the, in the mother's garage. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They took the idea to a bank. And the bank loaned them a million dollars. This was, I think, in the sixties. In the sixties, yeah. yeah. Now, these these are two guys that dropped out of school, but mm-hmm. with an incredible idea, the bank was able to support them. Not mm-hmm. because their father was somebody or their auntie is no. the no, because of just intellectual yes. capital. Africa and its leaders must reverse back to understanding that. Is only capital is not oil or gold. It is people, mm. and until we start investing no, in those Amen. young people, we are not going anywhere. Period. Yeah. If Steve Jobs was in Nigeria, for example, there's a place, um, one place where they sell computers, Computer Village. Mm-hmm. That's where it's gonna be. Yeah, exactly. And that's <laughs> the end of the story. Yeah, the story. Yeah. Yeah. Sell computers. Yeah. Maybe you maybe you open a computer shop, mm-hmm. yeah. and that's the end of a great idea, idea. that changed. Mm-hmm. The story of the world. Yeah. yeah. So Africa and Africans, its leaders, its bankers, its venture capitalists must start looking mm-hmm. into human capital. Yes. Not, you know, the normal mm-hmm. woman, you know. Mm-hmm. Until we do that, nothing's going to change. 100%. Amen. Amen. I totally I mean, agree with that. I think that's the most genuine way of actually looking at it. And the disappointing part of it is that, I mean, we've had these arguments like back and forth. Um, it's the leadership that we have in Africa that I'm quick to blame because essentially for, for any investment to be made back in young people mm. at an entrepreneurial perspective or from an entrepreneurial level, the leaders need to find that space in their discussions to say, look, can we focus on this for this mm-hmm. next period of time? Mm-hmm. Like you were saying earlier, I mean, like you don't hear much about um, child sexual abuse and stuff mm-hmm. like that. You hear more about, oh, this one wants to be in power now, hey, and that one wants yeah, to be in power yeah. now. Or no, these ones have a better mm-hmm. way of running the country. Mm-hmm. How about you give us back? Yes. How about you yeah. give us back and that power to be able to do that through it's, entrepreneurship? It's Absolutely. actually stifled our train of thought. Because exactly. now, because I'm not going to think of amazing ideas, because even if I do come up with an amazing idea it's gonna it's gonna chill in my bedroom exactly because you know exactly. You so there's no point of me even thinking about Creative. it i'm gonna think about what's gonna make me money so i'm gonna go to school and do accounting I'll say, and then look for a job I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll say one thing that people may find derogatory i was having an argument with a couple of nigerian guys the other day and i said for all the guys that do fraud right obviously your 4194 your wire guys all those guys how much of them have an entrepreneurial spirit in them to be able that is a business that is because when they when you speak to them, guys who do that type of thing, they tell you it's a job. <laughs> Am I right? <laughs> I mean, you, know? you see, when you when you is it one of one of the things that has sold Nigeria in a very most negative yeah. way is it's the is the fraud stars, the yeah. drug dealers, and everything. Yeah. But that is not def- the definition of a two hundred million two hundred million people. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. I, I am very proud to be a Nigerian. If I die yeah. today and come back, I don't want to be South African. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I want to be a Nigerian. Why? Yeah. 
and for for very for simple reasons you have 200 million of abnormal people yeah people who their this their dedication to to achieve greatness is just it you meet a security you meet a security guy he has a proposal in his pocket yes. he wants to be a businessman mm. you meet the taxi driver mm. the mm. next thing he wants to tell you that listen i'm a taxi driver but you know i want to own mm. my own driver mm. yes so these are ex- incredible people that are just aggressive to be, to achieve success that is exactly wow. what i you know and that's what i'm trying to highlight and the spirit yeah without you the first spirit is the passion and the inbirth decision to want to be something in life mm. because we is we are surrounded by so many distractions yeah we have a re- africans we have a reason not to be successful because when you look around us there's no good story around mm. exactly yeah but yeah. when you decide to shift your narrative and you don't allow your society to have a negative impact on you mm-hmm. then that's the first spirit that spirit is a winning spirit then you now start going to okay now i prepare my proposal let me look for that guy mm-hmm. that maybe one day one day that one golden day yeah. Yeah. you hold it on that one day someone will look at me and i could be the next max zuckerberg or the next mm-hmm. steve mm-hmm. job or someone that yeah. even that even change like look at the lady that he's talking about you know yeah. sexual abuse yeah, and everything yeah. the, one of the biggest destru- destruction of africa is that mm-hmm. yeah men thinking that they can just look at women and use them as as, as objects yeah. as yeah. objects yeah uh, that's that's very disgusting it is and until we have an educational platform that changes the mindset of the people of the men and tell you listen these are our mothers without these people mm-hmm. we might be nobodies and so, and you know I, I mean i love that about nigerians we're talking to the first nigerian that we've had on the show yeah. the artist what's his name Ake, 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 Akinele? yeah yeah and, Akinele. And, and we actually asked them, yo, what, what about Nigerians makes them so hungry? Like, I'm, I'm actually yeah, going right. to shoot myself in the foot and say, I'm not hungry, fam. You know what I mean? <laughs> no, for real, because no, I should have had a proposal with me right now. Like, exactly, yeah. the minute Suji is walking out, I should have yeah. been like, yo, I should have been in my suit. Like, I got him like, exactly. I'm like, I, and I was telling Dory, I'm like, Dory, I swear, I bet you he's going to come in in an expensive suit and look <laughs> at me in sweatpants. I should have come with a briefcase, lunch money, be like, yo, Suji, let's, let me take you out for lunch, man. Then, <laughs> you know what I mean? And then whip out the proposal. Yeah, what, makes, nice what makes Nigerians that hungry? Really, that's a big question. But I would, I would say it's because, I wouldn't say because of the things we've gone through. Because I can look at it that every Nigerian, I can tell you, every Nigerian is a government of his own. Which Every Nigerian household yeah. is a government. <laughs> so since 1960, after, after our independence, the Nigerian populace has suffered, mm, you know, mistructure of, of infrastructure, mm-hmm. mistructure of leadership. Mm-hmm. So which means I, that was born in 1981, I grew up in a society that the only way we have light is through a generator sounding. Mm. The only way we have water is because my father has a borehole. Mm. The only way I can go to school well is because my dad went to work every day to provide education. Yeah. So, an average Nigerian is programmed as a government. You don't rely on the state. Mm-mm. That's why Nigerians can't fight. We don't like to fight because mm-hmm. we're not expecting anything from the government. <laughs> <laughs> so, we're not going to fight. Who are we fighting for? What? <laughs> we will fight you hard. If you come and destroy our business, mm. yes. But for us to go and fight, uh, no, 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 we are not interested in all those things. You are responsible for your household, yeah. the education of your kids, the provision of light, the provision of water, mm-hmm. and the provision of shelter. Every Nigerian is like that. So I think that's that's one of the foundations mm. that created Nigerians. That that hungry character, I think, is from. It's you from know, that, that, that self-governance. Yeah, you know, self-governance. I, yeah, I like, I like, I like the, the concept of, of, of self-governance because you find, um, we usually, well, m- most other cultures like to compare Zimbabweans and Nigerians because we have huge similarities. Yeah, yeah, we yeah. also believe that we're all governments. The only difference yeah. that I've noticed with the Zimbabweans is that we, we, we can go a certain level, but we won't go the extra mile. Yeah. yeah. Like a Nigerian mm, would. Mm, mm. You see, there's that place where Zimbabweans stop. And say, oh, we can't pass here. Mm. Now, Jersey was too good. <laughs> that is the difference. You understand? Yeah. And mm. I think that's something that needs to translate into our people. I mean, 
having having been traveled and and seen things in life, you start to understand the importance of certain cultures rubbing off on Absolutely. yourself and, and your peers and whatever the case may be. Absolutely. Because it's important for us to create that sort of gel and that sort mm. of blend for the future leaders of Africa. Absolutely. Because today you could be worth sixty three million dollars. Mm. Between me and him, next week we could be worth a hundred million dollars. Yeah. Yeah. But now what's going to happen is that now we've created three. Like mega millionaires in Africa Absolutely And I think the only way we can do that Is by that trade and exchange of ideas and knowledge Absolutely, I agree with you And, and, and that's the basis of this show Where Absolutely. we're saying yeah, what Africa does not speak to Africans uh, do not speak amongst, to, each, yeah, amongst each other mm. Like we don't know about each other's countries yeah, And, yeah. and, and yeah. what's going yeah. on in the countries And yeah. in terms of exchange of business yeah. You know, I, ideas, ideas. We're, not, we're not there I, 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 I strongly believe that You know The soft this this soft um, powers, which is I mean the soft powers, the Western powers, and everything. Some part of them has given a wrong narrative of Africa. Mm. Yeah, and Zimbabwe, for example, I think Zimbabwe has a very very unfair advantage over other people because if you don't give people the capacity to be who they can be, if you don't give them the infrastructure or the leadership of who they can be of their true potential, then. Their narrative will be different. Mm. Yeah. You know, so it, the way we, the, we have to change it to have a competitive level ground where I'm giving the right education. You are giving the right education. Mm-hmm. See, if you feel is your business. Yeah. But when you give one person the best education and the other guy nothing, mm. you don't expect him to yeah, grow. Exactly. 100%. You know, so I think that's the unfair advantage that's been happening to a lot of Africans and particularly on Zimbabwe. I'm a strong believer in, of Zimbabwe, no matter what. It's going on right now in Zimbabwe. Mm. And I believe that Zimbabwe has not even touched 10% of its potential. That's true. That yeah. is true. So I, I, I want to wait. Thank and God see. it hasn't because they would have looted it. <laughs> <laughs> I want I want to wait to see the greatness of Zimbabwe as a flagger of Africa mm. in the future. I, I think our generation definitely carries the mantle that's going to be able to, to change Zimbabwe. I think our mindsets and, 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 and our travels and the, the yeah. roads that we've yeah. walked are so varied and so different. Like I'm not an I'm not a normal Zimbabwean. Hmm. As you can you can say yeah. a normal Zimbabwean, I'm not that. Yeah. He's not a normal Zimbabwean. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You understand yeah, what I'm I saying? Got it, I got it. Yeah. You would not find us in a place where you find Zimbabweans. Mm. You understand mm. what I'm saying? I got it, I got it. We do things that you would not n- normally think <laughs> yeah. Zimbabweans would do. And mm. that's the type of people that mm. you're looking for to take a country to the next level. Absolutely. I mean it's unfortunate. I'm not gonna say this derogatorily but People have to die for us to get a chance. And that's just the honest truth. Mm. Because we're not going to take, like, like Nigerians, mm. we don't try to fight anyone. Mm. Absolutely. We want to make sure our corner is fine. That's yeah. true. If that's you true. come to our corner, we have a problem. But uh, anything absolutely. else along the road, hey man, because <laughs> yeah. we've tried to talk to you. Absolutely. We've tried to ask you. Absolutely. We've begged you. You're not listening. <laughs> so what is the point? Are we going to continue having this? It's like in your house. You have begged your wife to cook. She's have not you? cooking. Ah. You have told her go and buy the food. She's not buying. So must we argue about this thing every day? <laughs> do it yourself. You know, absolutely. But, yeah. Wait for your time. Wait for your chance. Yeah, and yeah. I think even in Nigeria, that's another discussion that needs to start happening. Yeah. Yeah. What I was saying when I was speaking towards the the, the fraud issue was that yeah. out of all those guys who are are, are guaranteed fosters or whatever the case may be. I meet and I discuss with a lot of these guys and these guys know what they're doing. If you give them a chance to do legitimate business, if you give them a chance to live legitimately, take it up in a second. The unfortunate part is that it's the powers that be. That's why in the beginning of the conversation I said, it's the leadership. That's where I agree with you. The leadership is a massive problem for Africa. Mm. If you come down here for the last month or so, people have been fighting about Zuma this, Zuma that, Zuma this, Zuma that, Zuma this. It can't be a situation whereby as Africans now, we're still like you know in conflict with the people that we put in power to absolutely. lead us. People need to represent us the correct way, oh, so that we can give yeah. our children absolutely. an opportunity. You absolutely, know what I mean? yeah. yeah. I want I want my son to be worth at least sixty three million dollars too, <laughs> you know, and then I'll be Where? worth like six hundred. You know, oh, oh, come on. We, we, we gotta wrap, we gotta wrap that one up. We got other guests, but yeah. uh, Suji, can you just tell us very briefly about the Suji Motor Group? Yeah, and how you know people can you know get can in touch you? and you know yeah. social absolutely. media emails. Okay. The thing there is, thanks very, thank you very much. This is a, this is an amazing platform, yeah. and you know, I hope we've been able to touch up some people yeah. today. Mm-hmm. Um, the Sujimoto um, Group is um, a, a purely real estate and hospitality group. We are focused in changing the luxury experience of luxury experience of living. Mm-hmm. So we we one of our mantra is is to do things that's never been done before, and because we're so people focused, we 
we it is not our intention to do things 10 percent better mm-hmm. it is our intention to do things 10 times better so that we can wow the experience of our mm-hmm. clients mm-hmm. so and i think if anybody uses this as a foundation of anything they want to do it's very easy this thing i'm doing how can i do it 10 times better mm-hmm. and i think this guy is going to be a limit Wow. Thank you very much. Hey, when I come into Nigeria, I'm staying in one of your your, your real estate. You, you well, yeah. you're well, you're welcome, Please. man. You're welcome. I want you to. I, I need to come to Nigeria like this afternoon. I've got some problems. And, and for Zimbabweans, we always have our passports. Yeah, yeah, I, 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 I don't mind my. You never know, man. You yeah. might just get on a jet for no reason. So <laughs> our, our website is um, www.sujimotonig.com. Yeah. You can see a couple of our projects. You can follow us also on Instagram, on Twitter, on Facebook. If you just type, I think it's Sujimoto. 8-1 and Sujimoto NG or Su- immediately type Sujimoto something will come up yeah, 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 and you yeah. get so it I, I know the Sujimoto yeah. group on yeah, Twitter yeah, as well yeah. and I'd like to commend you sorry just before he goes uh, for obviously bringing Kabi under, under your wing you know Absolutely. I've known her for a while I think wow. you see this is part of what I was saying before bringing Africa together because yeah. what she's going to learn and the experiences that you're taking her through yeah. is going to make her massive I Absolutely. swear to God Absolutely. Absolutely. definitely we we'll appreciate it thank you so thank much you so Suji. much, thank you so much guys. Yeah. no time. borders yeah this is cliffcentral.com No borders. I hope the whole of Nigeria was listening today. Nigeria was well represented today. Thanks, yeah. Palace. <laughs> yeah. Why are you tripping? The eye you just gave a fair like, Because I don't like, get it. I'm like, but really? Like, 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 <laughs> are, are, are we on? Like, what's up? Wow, like, man. Oh. No, I think it's, it's, it's been these two weeks. These two weeks that we have. We've that we're away, yeah. yeah. I can imagine the it's, things you were It feels like it's, it was yeah. like a year ago, man. It's been a minute since we've been online. It's actually been a minute. But I'm very happy now we're in our biggest space and we've reclaimed our, our reclaimed space. Our heritage. We failed to reclaim Zimbabwe, but we can reclaim this space. <laughs> yeah. Tubo Touch, you've been <laughs> occupied, my friend. <laughs> Cliffcentral.com. No borders. Every Friday, 1 p.m. So we had Suji in the building. We had Linda on yes. Skype via Nigeria. Shout out to y'all. We hope you're still listening. We hope you start listening to No Borders and spread it across the rest of Africa. Yes, sir. We now have um Jabu Mabobo, who is the CEO of the Zim SA Forum. Nice. And Anil Ndlovo, who is the president of the Zim SA Forum. Nice. Welcome, gentlemen. Thank you. Thank you. I, I'm, I, I was talking to them outside, oh. and I'm like, okay, what do you really want to talk about? Right? And they're like, okay, we have a conference that's coming up, and it's called The Ease of Doing Business in Zimbabwe. I was baffled. I'm like, what? How, what, who? How, what do you mean, the ease okay. of doing business? First, I, first you can't put those two words together, together in a sentence. Ease yeah. and Zimbabwe. <laughs> <laughs> okay, before we bash this whole concept. I swear. Yeah. Can, we, can we talk about, can, can you give us a brief background about what the Zim SA Forum is? Exactly. Uh, well, I, I think the, the the president can can go observe protocol. <laughs> oh, protocol! <laughs> oh, it's political. It? <laughs> no, that's really it's Zimbabwe. <laughs> Thank you so much, uh, uh, guys, for this particular opportunity. Yeah, we really appreciate this, yeah. uh, so I can have this discussion. Yeah, mm-hmm. and uh, I'm I'm glad that you guys are already tackling the topic. To say, yeah. how do you mix ease? Yes, and uh, and Zimbabwe. Yeah, and Zimbabwe. Yes. these mm-hmm. two particular terms. Yeah. Um, uh, probably you wouldn't have noticed over uh, a certain period of time yeah. the changes that uh, the government has been doing. Yeah. There is always a time to get a wake-up call. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, the, the the country has gone through so much. You know, yeah. over the years, you're talking about currency, you're talking about uh, sanctions, you're talking about all those particular things. But in this particular moment in time, observing uh, what the government is doing, yeah. it is become. In critical that we we talk about what they are doing yeah. in terms of making it easy to do business in Zimbabwe, yes. which is the essence of the topic today. You want to know about uh, ZMSA Forum? It's basically um, uh, technocrats and uh, business people coming together and say, "What can we do for our country?" Mm-hmm. There is this attitude of uh, people, countries, yeah. Country, yeah, you know. Yeah. There is this attitude of Africans. I mean, I mean, we have just had a very profound uh, mm-hmm. uh, discussion about uh, business, and uh, yeah. we, we we always look somewhere for help. We're always hoping that something is going to fly down from somewhere mm. to come and rescue I us. I swear. It ain't going to happen. It ain't going to happen. <laughs> Dependency. <laughs> yes. We love you know, donors. Very yeah, true. Yeah, we love it. So 
nobody's going to come and change Zimbabwe for us. Mm. It, it is our responsibility yeah. to change the country. Yeah. Uh, uh, look, we, we can say all we want, mm. but uh, you had the gentleman previously speaking so highly about Zimbabwe mm. that it's a land of opportunities. There's so much that we can extract and give to the world. We've got so much to offer. Mm-hmm. So at this particular moment, Zimese Forum is there exactly for that. Yeah. To say, look, the country's open for business. And talking about the conference, we are bringing in the ministers to come and explain to the people that no, uh, it's not what you see, uh, but come and visit us, see what we have to offer and see what we have done to change our ways in terms of allowing people opening opportunities mm-hmm. for business people. Yeah, you talk about venture capital, hedge fund managers, all the people who have got funding to come and invest in the country. 100%. That's the MSA form. Come on, we, we, we need to come up with something. Do you guys want to give us a million dollars? We can start a radio station. <laughs> well, yes. Um, that, that particular question is quite interesting. Yeah. Hence, I'll emphasize that come to the conference because a lot of investors are coming there. But again, uh, one thing that I always say is that uh, you can't talk bad about yourself. No, you can't. And if you can keep on talking bad about your country, what's going to happen? But you can be honest. You can be honest. Yes. You gotta be careful which direction you're taking your honesty to. You know, you also have to look at what's good and what's bad, but yeah. look for the good that you can get out of that. I totally agree because a lot of people have said this before, but okay, in my own understanding of it, you see, having experienced the brutality of this thing <laughs> called Zimbabwe as a country, and I'm not talking about the populace, I'm not talking about the beauty and the good of the country. I'm talking about the bad and the rotten that is obviously clear. And I want people to understand that. There's no way we can shy away from discussing what is rotten and what is bad about the country. So, for instance, when I say, okay, Zimbabwe is a bad place to be. I'm not just referring to the entire country because I go there all the time. It's my home, you understand? And I love it. But I know exactly what I mean by that statement because right now, currently, we're using bond notes, right? We've got corruption is rife. Throughout government departments Even there's no private sector anymore Because it doesn't help Everybody's just as bad You understand what I'm saying So those are the things that we need to highlight In the sense of We want that sort of change For us to be able to do What you're trying to encourage us to do Without fear Without even thinking twice about attending Let's say a conference of their nature We would need to know that Okay fine Zimbabwe is a safe uh, playing field To do business You understand what I'm saying okay. But now I can't walk into my country And then one minute I'm doing business in US dollars Then the next minute I'm doing business in, in, in bond paper that has no value, yeah. but apparently has value at a one-to-one of the dollar. These are the things that we have issues with. And unfortunately, if we are not the ones who speak about these things, then who will? Yeah, I think, uh, uh, can I come in there? Yeah, sure. <laughs> no, thanks. I think you have raised um, a very important uh, question. Does that, that was the point of departure of uh, ZMSA Forum. Yes. Say, let us not shy away from the realities that yes. describe what Zimbabwe has been known for. Yeah. Um, and without dwelling much into what Zimbabwe has been known for, yeah. what is it that we were supposed to do to turn around that situation? 100%. Right. So we came in at ZMSA Forum to say, um, ladies and gentlemen, we can allow, we cannot allow Zimbabwe to go down further like this. Yes. There is now one way out of this, and it's the upward trajectory. And for the upward trajectory to take place, we approached government to say, this is what we want to offer. Mm -hmm. And in offering it, this is the space that we want. Mm -hmm. We are business, we are political, we want to bring everyone who has the love of Zimbabwe at heart. Mm -hmm. But what has been happening cannot be allowed to continue to happen. And through those engagements that we have had with with the government, Mm -hmm. it coincided with government's willingness change. Yeah. Because as we speak, there are about 17 policies that have been amended yeah. for the ease of doing business mm. in Zimbabwe. Okay. And they have not been clearly communicated. 100%. There is one that is supreme above them all. That's yeah. called the diaspora policy. Yes. Where diasporans are encouraged to come back and rebuild the country. Yeah. There are economical zones that have been clearly demarcated, demarcated yes. for, the, for, the, for, the, for the privileged diasporans to say, mm-hmm. come and claim your state. Mm-hmm. But what has been happening through the media and everything is that the negative perception, I'm not saying it did not happen, but Mm -hmm. it continues to be that that overshadows the good. We're saying now is time to change. Come listen because government has acknowledged to say, come as diasporans like other countries are doing, rebuild. Will give you the space. Mm-hmm. You mentioned a good point about uh, non-existence of state inter- state-owned enterprises. Yes, 
in South Africa, for example, you have had good investment opportunities because they were driven by state-owned entities. Mm-hmm. And in Zimbabwe, it's not happening like that because, mm-hmm. like you rightfully say, everything is politicized. Yeah. ZMSA Forum is coming in to play in that space to okay. say, give us the platform as government, manage politics. And we Let the ZMSA yeah. Forum drive the economic development because we understand the business language. Mm-hmm. Let us engage with other business people. Let us talk to Zimbabweans. If, if, if I have to be brutally honest, Zimbabwe has the highest rate of literacy in the whole of Africa. Yeah. And as I'm sitting now, I'm being interviewed by two... In fact, I'm surrounded by three highly educated Zimbabwe <laughs> as an old South African Indian. Yeah. That's why I always say, you know, when I go into Zimbabwe, I'm not coming back South Africa yeah. because of the, of the intellectual capital that is in that country. Mm-hmm. What is lacking in Zimbabwe is just the capital injection. Yes. South Africa has got access to the capital, but it does not have access to that human capital. South Africa's economy is growing, being managed by Zimbabweans. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, that's, that's brutally honest. <laughs> that is, yeah. And if you give that Zimbabwean, for example, let me be brutally honest. Lon Min has gone through a lot. Yes. But it has turned around and under the rightful management of a Zimbabwean, Ben Magara. Yeah. What stops Ben Magara to be given one of the best mines in Zimbabwe and turn it to a Lon Min? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> you understand? This is what we are talking about as ZMSA Forum to say you will continue to have Zimbabweans bashed, but let us look at what is the primary aim of making it like that because it is in this chaos where someone is benefiting. Yeah. Who is benefiting when Zimbabwe is in tatters? Yes. Exactly. So if we don't answer that question and we're not honest about ourselves, yeah. we will continue to have someone who is continuing to benefit out of the intellect Zimbabweans have. Mm-hmm. Whether you like it or not, guys, you have been educated in Zimbabwe. <laughs> and it is the investment that Zimbabwe has given you. Like Unfortunately, back after that. because... Because of the opportunities that were not given out of the honesty that you have just said, you had to look for opportunities somewhere. You are a successful economic refugee. (laughs) But your country is continuing to go down because you have found comfort in managing someone else's wealth. (laughs) That is true. (laughs) You have left your wealth at home untapped, and yet you have that skill. So the ZMSA Forum is saying, let's come together, let us build amongst ourselves as Africans and rebuild Zimbabwe because it is your country whether you like it or not. Your roots are there whether you like it or not. Mm. Your stories are there whether you like it or not. A lot of them. So which there. story do you want to continue to tell if you're not part of ZMSA Forum? We are not here to say someone is good, someone is bad. We are yeah. saying let us start from here and move forward because we have managed just to give you a little bit of tip. To sit with venture capital, to sit with fund managers Mm -hmm. and say to them, raise enough money. And I can say that without any fear of contradiction that they have. We are saying we are looking for Zimbabweans in the country and South Africans to partner for the opportunities that Zimbabwe has opened. Which we'll talk about them honestly and openly at the conference. We are having ministers that are coming down. And hopefully, if the schedule permits, the vice president will be coming yeah. into the country. Yeah. We have the support of, of the ambassador who is saying... Okay, sorry, every, which, which one of the vice presidents? Um, Nagagwa. Nagagwa, okay. Yes, yes. Is he the rightful uh, vice president? Is yeah, he, he's the rightful vice <laughs> 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 no, president. Think, you must declare. Anything <laughs> 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 can happen. So, look, be, before, before I allow my president to come in, I think it's important to mention <laughs> that, look, if we don't hold hands, yeah. we'll continue to best each other and someone will continue to benefit. 100%. If you, if you look at it nicely now, there are eight flights a day yeah. Leaving South Africa into Zimbabwe yeah, Who true. are they carrying in yeah. And what are they doing exactly, in yeah. Zimbabwe If it is not Zimbabweans that are relocating back <laughs> You know Job I'm, I'm sorry we're going to have to wrap it up very soon But Anneli can you just go into a bit of detail About the conference Where it's going to be held and how people register And um, yeah. able to attend Thanks so much uh, The conference is going to be taking place In uh, the Radisson Hotel in Santon okay. uh, On the 11th and the 12th of right. May 
2017, uh, starting at about uh, half past eight until about three o'clock in the morning. Uh, sorry, three o'clock the in the afternoon. Yeah. Yes. So basically, what, what's going to be happening on the first day? Uh, they are doing the presentations yeah. of all the economic opportunities that are available in the country. On the second day is exactly what you want to ask. Mm. Come and ask those particular questions because mm. all these departments, the 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 finance cluster, the different ministries will be sitting and waiting for you to come and ask those hard questions mm. that I, I can see you gentlemen are quite eager to ask. Oh, yeah. and that will be a very good opportunity. And for investors to come in and also engage and, 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 and look at the opportunities in the country. So that's what's going to be happening. And then in the evening on, on Friday, we've got a dinner where we are going to be engaging, hopefully, as I said, if the schedule allows for the uh, vice president to be available, he's going to come and engage the investment community and the diasporans as well on the real issues. So bring those real issues as hot as they are. Uh, you can contact Ichabo. He's going to give his details out. And uh, you can go into our website yeah. and uh, register. And please do come for this particular conference because oh, we will definitely yes, yes indeed. Most uh, actually, for the right price, yeah. we can come and we can come and broadcast. No, from exactly. Your, yeah. Yeah, I think we should be able to get the opportunity to do it to actually come and broadcast this show from there. Well, look, mm-hmm. yes, actually, Oops, yeah. brilliant idea because yeah, yeah when, when they're coming earlier, you can actually come in and do the interviews and yeah. everything else. Yeah. Yeah. Well, let's yeah. definitely discuss yeah. that. Yeah. And, and, like and I said, I always move around with an idea, man. <laughs> I got that idea. It's just not on paper. You see, I, th- I think we, we're going to be the most valuable members of the forum. <laughs> Yes, definitely. <laughs> and before we wrap up, I think it's important to mention that there will also be an, an MOU signing between oh. the forum and the government of Zimbabwe okay. to show the seriousness of the commitment of Thank the country you. to okay. allow us the like space that. in which yes. to operate. I like My that. contact details are 084-682-7672. Okay, once uh, again, 084-682-7672. And the website? It's www.zimsaforum.org. SimSAForum.org. Yeah. Thank you very much. Jabu and Anele, cliffcentral.com, no borders. And once again, it's a wrap. Kamupi, KF Melendi Jr. And we'll you see you next know. week. Thank you. Bye-bye. And we are coming to you live from a poster on the wall of Stephen's bedroom. This is a glorious day for a home game, arguably the under-13 first kiss event of the decade. That's right. Underarm conditions? A touch humid. I don't think there's a dry pit in the house, Ken. No, it's understandable, Paul. I mean, a lot of bounce on that throat nubbin mm. did give away for the old yawn into stretch and shoulder grab combo. That's a classic. Classic. His form, not quite on point, but you can't argue with those results. He has the opposition right. <laughs> Right where he wants her, locked between pit and palm. Exactly. I mean, look at that circular, caressing motion. Man, that is some sexy circling. And yet he's unlikely to find boobage that far north. That's right. But he sure is showing this girl's shoulder a good time. Oh, hold the phone. He's going in. Yes. Eyes closed, mouth open at full extension. Mm, That is a generous use of tongue. Nailing it with that full facial action. Ah, the sweet, Mm. sucking sound of success. Oh, this is just beautiful. Flies see too much. Kill them with fast, deadly doom. All right, Paul, it's day 539 of Becky's Not Over Brad Marathon. We're here live on a, frankly, delicious <laughs> bolognese stain delicious. on the living room wall. I love what she hasn't done with her hair. Stunning. Yet. Works so well with that dirty, oversized ex-boyfriend sweater. And uh, looks like we'll kick things off with a hit of the old cheese in a can. Classic. I mean, if that isn't perfectly timed, cheesy aerosol magnificence, I don't know what is. Me neither, Ken. Now, look at this focus. Yeah. This commitment to season three of Obese Brides. <laughs> That's fat. I mean, six hours and mm. counting. Unwavering. Stop that. Oh, another hit of cheese. Uh, mm. And looks like she'll break now for some social media stalking. Swiping through the ex's photos like a wild cat in a litter box. She's already zooming in on a pic of the ex snogging a random. <laughs> Observe the bottom lip quiver, the face crumple. Oh, yeah. Nice. There is a bubble in that left nostril. That is moist. Oh, this is big. Whoa, whoa hold it. Hold it for. Oh, yes. yes. This seems to be an 8.7 on the ugly cry scale. Yes, Paul. what a moment. You know what? I think this calls for some annoying face buzzing, Ken. Agreed. Right behind you, Paul. Right behind you. Flies see too much. Kill them with fast, deadly doom. Cliffcentral.com